0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Keith Orion, the man who is obsessed with making great music and teaching you how to make your own. And you could be anywhere in the world but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always, to Creative Contact, the pod. And this is going to be an episode a little bit different because I got a lot on my mind and I've been through a bunch of different, I feel like I was died and born and back again over the last uh, week or two since we've kept in touch over the pod. So I wanted to come talk to you guys today about a life update, couple of things I wanna talk about. Last few weeks, what I'm up to next in terms of the next, the kind of immediate future, next few months, and then kind of the next, next step in terms of maybe post-immediate future, and then I want to come talk to you guys a little bit about love. And in typical Kia fashion, this is gonna go all over the place. But I figure that you're here for a reason. And that's to get some gems, hopefully, on life. If I if I can find any that the people have dropped on me and relay them to you. Or maybe there's just some some nice knowledge and knowing and watch me kind of stumble through this journey that you might be able to glean from, so hopefully you don't have to make the same mistakes that I did. So let's take things from the top. If you're tuning in on video, you notice that my surroundings are a little bit different. I'm back in Colombia. I'm back in Medellin. No longer living with mom and dad, although that was a great chapter. Being home is always so fascinating. There's this quote that I love. A friend told it to me out here recently. It was like, As soon as you think you're enlightened, like go spend a week with your family or something like that, like along those lines, like there's just – there's nothing quite like spending time with family to bring up all of those insecurities and boyish or girlish sort of ideas and feelings that that we have, those sorts of – I don't always think are the best versions of ourselves. I don't think I'm always the best version of myself around my family. This last month, looking back on it with mom and dad – I always have a blast with mom and dad. Shout out mom and dad, but I think especially because I went home so soon after my ayahuasca experience, there I was like very emotionally raw, which is which is good because I think that's a good place to be. But I also I felt bad. I felt like I was becoming like the emotional, the emotional like. Mm, therapist for the family or something like that Where like every time you're like Oh fucking key is coming We gotta have a emotional conversation now Like I couldn't just like chill out And just like talk about football And they're like can we just like talk about the game for one second It doesn't have to always be emotional It doesn't always have to be about life and purpose And next steps and intentions And all that sort of stuff Just I'm on my I'm on my best self self help shit So that's stuff that I think about a lot I spend a lot of time on And as as you all know If you've tuned in, you know, that's something that's very important to me. But I also think there's something, you know, those folks too, where it's like, I feel like it's the friend who's just discovered quit crypto or Bitcoin, who it's like, it's all they can talk about. Every time you see me like, can you talk about something other than crypto for a second? Like, I know it's the future, but like, I'm also just interested in talking about like, did you see any cute girls this weekend? Like, it's just like something other than whatever you're obsessed about. And so I think for me, a big piece of this, a huge a learning piece. Every time I'm home, I spend time more time with my my family, and especially my mom when she'll come and travel with me because we'll spend you know weeks on end, kind of just together one on one. Is this idea that, especially at this point in my mom's life, where I feel like she is she's kind of wrapping up this chapter of her career and she's about to head out on her next adventure for herself, spiritually, emotionally, etc. That I have all these ideas that I wanna give her. I have all these things I wanna to talk to her about, and I have a lot of resources I wanna provide her, different things, and I realize that it can often come off as the same way when someone like, first switches to becoming a vegan, and then it's like, they wanna tell you about it and try to convert you to it, because it's like, oh, it's working so good, uh, my skin's cleared up, it's healed all my GI problems, I've got more energy, et cetera, et cetera, it's better for the planet, like, you know the people. It, you know whenever they find something it 's like that thing, and then they almost like feel like they 've always got to convert you or pitch you on it and I feel like i 've kind of become that guy unfortunately for my parents, my family in general, but especially excuse me with my mom and so really trying to be conscious about that and so last week here in medellin, one of the one of the beautiful things i 'm going to talk about medellin here in a second, but one of the beautiful things about it is the community there 's a really rad, conscious plant medicine kind of yogi hippie expat community. And the same guy who led my ayahuasca retreat leads these monthly meetups. And if you're into just spirituality and plant medicine and all these sorts of things, you can come and talk about your experience with it. Or even if you don't have experience, with it, you can just come if you're just kind of in that sort of headspace and want to talk about spirituality and connect with other like-minded folks. And it was interesting listening to other people's perspectives at that meeting and i realized myself how so much of this journey for me will be having this journey strictly for me and doing this podcast so that if you are out there listening or watching and something that i say resonates with you that's rad but that my for me the the facilitator when i was talking about this stuff with my mom he said kia the only person's journey that you can What did he say he drops of gems on me. he said the only journey that you're on is for yourself or something like that which really resonated with me and it was pretty much this idea that you can't change other people as much as we would like to as much as often we feel like our problems stem from other people you the only person you really have control over is yourself and so to focus on your journey be the best version of you as possible And then those other pieces will fall into place. And if you provide a really good energy and are a good spirit, then other people will, as they encounter you, will then come to you, hopefully, and say, hey, do you have any advice for me? Or or can you recommend me some resources? Rather than it being the other way around, which I find myself sometimes kind of – Feeling like a little bit of a like i'm almost pitching it or trying to like sell it too hard for the like my mom because I want her to live the best life possible i'm like mom i want like I want you to do x, y and z, and I think for her sometimes it feels like I'm trying to change her, and that I think is a really important distinction is about having your journey for yourself, your own enlightenment, your own path to consciousness that's different than everybody else's, and even though you might be discovering these things that are amazing that it's really up to everyone to have their own journey and that they have to want to have their own journey it's almost like with fitness weight loss anything like that people have to want it for themselves and that's the real key addiction anything people have to want it for themselves and yes i think you can provide a support for that so that when people are ready you're like boom i got you this is what i recommend x y and z but really for me uh, something I'm continually working on, struggling with, is really letting people be themselves. That I have a very strong sense of the way that I like to live and that works for me, but that that is unique to everybody. And that just because it works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Same with the vegan shit. Same with and the crypto shit. Like, no matter what it is, like, what works for you doesn't always mean it's going to work for me. And so really trying to be aware of that for myself and saying to myself, you know, How about I lead from a place of love of what this person already is, what they offer, accept them fully as they are, and then try to be my best version of myself, provide resources if possible, provide insight if possible, but to not just freely kind of offer it up as a sense of in a forceful way or being more tactful about it. I think this is something that as a man, I'm really coming to understand and try to work on myself is as a man right logically i think we often want to fix things it's our default setting so i have a lot of female friends you know girlfriends that are let me phrase women friends who will come to me with problems or talk about stuff whether it's dating or business or life whatever it is and so often i want to jump in there and With my spiritual wrench and hammer, and start trying to tweak things. Have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? X, Y, and Z. And instead, really taking a step back and saying, "What do you? What type of? How can I? How can I show up for you right now? What do you want from me? Do you want me to listen? I can do that. I'm a great listener. Do you want me to? I am actually not, because I like to talk a lot. It's actually something I'm working on. I'm not a great listener, but I can try to listen to you if you want me to. Or do you want my advice? Or do you a lot of times I think people know what they they already know, but they just need to vent it to somebody. And so it's nothing there's nothing like somebody giving you unsolicited advice to make you feel like you're being patronized in a way. It's not easy, but that's something I'm really working on, especially with someone like my mom, who I so because I want to help her, I want her to live the best life possible. And instead just say, hey, mom, what what version of Kia do you want me to show up for as right now? Do you want me to throw some questions at you? Do you want me to offer you my advice or do you just want me to listen? Tell me what you need and that's how I can show up. But to have the wherewithal, the consciousness, the, the awareness to pose that to your friend, partner, parent, sibling, I think is really important. And so kind of recapping the last month And some change when I was home. It was a lot of that. Like a lot of doing. Self work. Around my parents. In terms of. I I often. I often fall into. bad Old bad habits. Or patterns. Of feelings about things. That are almost always non-existent. And only in my head. But that because that set and setting of being home i almost like revert back to that version of myself and it takes like an a special like a special amount of awareness to kind of like have that have those moments and like talk myself down another one that was really interesting was this is this has nothing to do with like the upcoming moves and stuff but i just this stuff is important to me so if you want to skip ahead we'll have cooler shit of like later on but this stuff i just like to talk to you all about because i think it's important and for myself to acknowledge how far I've come in terms of my journey and also where I'm still sometimes slipping up and how far I have to go on my journey. So this was, there was this one example that I thought was interesting just to kind of encapsulate this, like reverting into boyhood piece. And I was playing a board game with my family, with my dad, my mom, some family friends. And it was like a trivia game. And there was some, it was some question about oceans, about like the Atlantic Ocean, in the Pacific ocean. <laughs> like I messed it up somehow because like, I just was never paid attention to geography class. And so, and my dad was like, "Hey, if you get this wrong, like he was just like not having it. And it made me feel really stupid. And when I felt that, I realized that later, like, That's one of my big insecurities, I think, because especially at this point in my journey as a man with my coming to grips with my masculine, what that means is this idea of feeling stupid. And I don't know why, but that's like a big, a really sensitive kind of big trigger point for me where I'll I'll react, I'll kind of, um, that's one thing for me to quickly kind of blow up in a way. And when I thought about it, I was like, what was it about that moment? And if, I would never bring it up to my dad because, like, he'd be like, here, are you, like, what are you, t-? like, my, my dad would never mean, never meant for that to offend me. We're playing a board game. It's like, he doesn't really, it's like, he, he doesn't, that wouldn't even make it on his radar of something that would, like, even be offensive. And, and so for me, the big moment was realizing when I feel something, not a, like, not a great feeling it's often has nothing to do with the other person. It like almost always has to do with like my sensitivity to something. There's also a family friend who came over who's rad. And I realized sometimes I would butt heads with this person because quote unquote, they would make me feel stupid when in reality, they didn't make me feel stupid. I just felt I'm something I'm especially sensitive to. And so I would feel that when I was around them, but it really has nothing to do with them. It's more like this is a Kia problem, not a them problem. And same shit with my dad it was like, when I really dialed it back in, I was like, what was it that I want? Why do those things bother me? And I think it it boils down to my wanting my dad to be proud of me, of wanting wanting that validation from my father. I think a son father relationship is always something that is an interesting dynamic. And since I'm not at this point in my life, I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm not great. I'm going to say I'm not very experienced with, like, hands-on, handyman, building stuff around the house type of shit. Like, it's just never come naturally to me. I've never really enjoyed it either. I think that I've I've always kind of been seeking that validation from my dad, even though I know that he is proud of me and this journey. I think that there is a piece of that that is still deep inside of me, especially like I was saying, in that context of the kind of that boyish, um, excuse me, um, context again, where for for me, that a lot of my interactions in the world have more to do with Kia's sensitivity as this kind of a sensitive soul than they do another person. Also, I think this is something that is, I wanted to talk about this later, but I'll talk about this now because we're on the topic, we're transitioning into it. I think... With women, this is something that I'm really learning about myself is like learning to – it's not about having like crazy game, but it's more about really – it's something I've lost track of over the last year because I think being here in Colombia and there are so many gorgeous women. Like I forgot until I left and I came back and it like slapped me in the face and I'm like, this is unreal. Like it's just crazy. It's just crazy. So – I think wanting that attention from women, I've learned a lot about myself over the last year about this, and it's it's because there are certain types of women here that are maybe a little bit more superficial, like they got the big fake ass and the big whatever, whatever, fake, whatever else they got, but they're still gorgeous, and I want something with these women, even if it isn't something super long-term, that I I would almost try to change part of myself or or just show a different flavor of myself that, and that's why I was into like this whole idea about game and trying to like step that up and figure that out rather than what I think really works. What's really brought me back down to earth on this is actually a book I'm reading right now. It's called Models by Mark Manson. It's the one he wrote Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And it's really helped me come back to myself and my approach with women, which in the past, and has always been for a long time, but I just lost track of it being down here. I think um, maybe insecurity or something. I kind of lost that sense of self, so kind of got away from me. Was like, if you double down on who you are, then that natural process selection kind of happens for you. Is it's not about like trying to con- like mold yourself into like something with more game to get women. It's more like how do you really figure out who the fuck you are and what you're into, and double down on that, and then you'll attract that energy to you. And that, for me, it's like so simple and so plain to think about. But it's been, coming back to that has been really big. And to that point, there, I went on a date recently, and it was one of the best dates I think I've ever been on. And it it was really interesting. It was the first date in a long time when I didn't have kind of ulterior sexual motives playing in the background, of like, how don't know, I don't even know, you know, it's just like, I was just so, I just had a blast with her in the moment that, that wasn't even on my mind, and before I knew it, the night was gone, and I was like, okay, peace, like, the sex wasn't even like, like, hey, listen, it's still key, if it had happened, it had happened, that's cool, but that wasn't, that wasn't the primary motivation, which I find so often is, when I'm a little, when I don't have that super deep connection with somebody, the sex is so much more, Kia gems. The sex is so much more of a motivation for me. It's almost a direct. What's that? It's it's an inverse relationship. the The importance of sex with a person is. We'll say for me, right now I'm rocking with a woman. For me, sex with a woman is so much more alluring like almost like the less of a connection i have with them which is which sounds weird but i'm going to let me explain it's almost like the 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 less of like demographics shit that we connect on and i don't mean that in terms of like me being a white guy from the states that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about like common interests like i hate to say vibe but like your overall your overall vibe, like, like what you're about, what's your, where's your head at? Like this sort of shit that I think for me, it's, that's like an, like an, like an inverse, completely inverse relationship where the less that we have, it's almost like the more I'm trying to like get you to bed compared to, in this other example, the more of just like a blast we have, like still hopefully I'm physically attracted to, but I'm not nearly as is interested or like stressing that because it's so much more fun to just do, just to hang. And so there was also a friend that I saw when I was in New York and we kicked it and it was really cool just hanging out with her. If you're watching this, you know who you are. And just like when you connect with somebody on like another level, for me, it's almost like it removes the that almost like urgency for anything sexual, which has been really a a fascinating play for myself, thinking about how many women here in Colombia I've had dates with or, or been out with, whatever. And because there was, we were so like thin sliced with our demographics, like wanting something physical was almost like such an important driver for those hangouts. I was like, I could put up with a shitty date for three hours just to maybe get laid that I was like, I just don't know if that's the right approach. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, I'm still a very fallible man, so I'm sure this is not going to be the last time I've had this I'll have this revelation. And continue to hang with like people that are so much like bad people <laughs> I was talking to. <laughs> I was talking to my buddy Vlad about this the other day. Shout out Vlad one time. I don't even think he has like social media to even see these podcasts, but He's my, if you've heard me talk about podcasts, he's my, he's my Tyler Durden. He's my Brad Pitt in my fight club. If I'm Edward Norton in fight club, he's my Brad Pitt. And how he, he'll like show me these girls on Instagram and be like, he's like, I want to like, I want to hang with her, but she's a bad person. And I'm like, I feel your pain, dude. Like I, it's crazy how, how maybe that comes from, I don't know where that comes from. If that comes from like a place of like not enough self-worth or that like, that's almost just an interesting thought experiment is how bad of a person are you willing to tolerate in order to sleep with them? (laughs) It's just funny. It's just funny to me um, because it's like kind of so shallow, but it's also so true at the same time. Um, And so needless to say, a lot of my, my recent not epiphanies, right? These are these are not things you've heard me... These are not new. These are not things you've heard me talk... This is not the first time you've heard me talk about them. But they they are things that continue to crop up and I continue to learn from them and they continue to slap me around and I, I fall away and come back to them is when it comes to things like my own personal journey around insecurity, how much that comes from myself and not necessarily other people. I might feel it around other people, might be triggered, but that comes from a place of... From Kia. And then also around women as well, like how... The best experiences I have or more when I'm very honest and vulnerable and like straight up Kia and rather than trying to like have game or anything like that. I think there's this kind of very toxic, it's not toxic masculinity or maybe it is, but it's like this kind of toxic culture around dating that I encounter a lot in the States. I mean out here too, but it's not like I have a ton of Colombian friends, so I can't I can't. I can't generalize the way I can in the states. Coming from just knowing, gringos. Of it's almost like an us versus them. It's almost like guys. It's like guys. Like if you're like if you're a high value male, like how do you, how do you make sure she's like not out to get you? It's like, like signs that she's like out to try to. I don't know. It's like this. It's this weird kind of like it. it like game is the right word for it. But it's like there's this weird kind of like undertone of like trying to fuck somebody over in a weird way or not get fucked over by them and i think that it's this mindset a lot of men have around women that i that i see and that i encounter and sorry for that loud sound by the way i hope you're one rock with me welcome to columbia is is this idea of kind of somebody who is um Just uh, like people, uh, everybody always has an ulterior motive. And I think for me, just like trying to go into relationships more with an open heart and say like innocent until proven guilty type shit. Like rather than thinking down here in Colombia, it's especially pertinent because of this, the very intense power, economic, racial dynamic, I think between myself as a white man and uh, Colombian women, just Latinas down in South America in general of kind of that, that, how that plays out in the relationship and being cognizant of that. And rather than thinking like, these women are out to get my money or, or, or sit, whatever it is, like, just be like, what if she genuinely just likes me? And, and unless they kind of show you some shicy shit, just like believing that because rather than trying to like be defensive and maneuvers, because again, like I said, that's, I just don't play games well, dude. So trying to really do better about not overthinking stuff, being really, really brutally honest. So my things this year is being super honest with ladies and about what I'm after, where I'm at, who, what I am, and then taking the consequences from that. Like if someone doesn't want this version of me, this flavor of me that feels very authentic, it's like learning to let that go. And that that may limit my potential partners, but that that's a good thing then you hopefully get better quality partners so that's kind of where i'm at with like the love piece It was just it was really interesting i can't tell you how long it's been since i since i kind of had had some of those conversations and interacted with women in a way that was just different just interfacing in a different sort of a context and then i wanted to give you all an update on where i'm at what i'm up to what's next so i left I flew from JFK to Medellin directly. They have a direct flight. I think it's like 100 bucks. I got it for like $110, which is nuts. And when I first got in, like it always, man, it always blows my mind coming back into Medellin, how beautiful it is and how just nice the weather is, how nice the people are. I miss the smells. This really is a place I could see myself stay in for a long time. It's a special place. So there's that. But... I had a friend who we were going to go travel around Colombia. We were going to go to Carnaval and just do some other stuff. But he ended up having some work stuff come up. So we were unable unable to do it. So I cut this trip short. I was just doing a week in Medellin. And then I'm going off to Brazil. I'm going to this little city called Florianópolis, Floripa. I'm trying to learn Portuguese. Ainda eu não falo muito bem. But I've been studying my Portuguese every day, really trying to step that up. And. It scares me, honestly. Brazil scares me a little bit. I'm not sure if it's just the lore of Brazil, of like people are like, oh, it's dangerous. I'm not sure if it's because I don't really know the language. But there's a little bit of fear there. Like I'm excited. It's like excitement, but also a little bit nervous. And I think that's a good place to be. And this morning I woke up and I felt that same way about possibly moving to LA. And realizing that it doesn't have to be forever, but I want to get in the mix and I feel like I just want to see what that's like, what that's like to kind of be like mixy with it, like to have opportunities to hang out with people in the studio and connect with people outside the studio and kind of network, shake some hands, kiss some babies and just like see where that gets me. Like that's, that's really what I love to do is like meet people. And, and I found how much I love connecting other people. And it that's something that I think sometimes I, I often preach this to other people, how you have to kind of give the universe the chance to make that happen for you and, and just to get out there, I think, would be a big deal. And realize it doesn't have to be forever. Worst comes to worst. I start running out of money. Things fall apart. It's like $50 for a direct flight to Mexico City. And so I could just go back to Mexico City and post that for a hot minute. I'll always love Mexico City. And that's nice to know, like that I got that in my back pocket. That's another city I love and that and I feel it's like another home away from home. And it's not like it has to be a permanent move out in LA, but... I really feel like that would be the, like the next step to help me take this next level. Maybe I'm tripping. Like maybe the key is to just like soak up sunny beach vibes in Brazil and just like create amazing songs and make great content. But there's also a part of me that feels like getting into that mix could be a game changer for your boy. And so speaking of which, speaking of getting mixy in tunes and what's next, I've gotten really serious about marketing for this year. So right now I'm currently making, it's like a 30 day plan. And so the way I plan on doing it is releasing one song every about 40 to 60 days, and then promoting the hell out of it, and then also trying to connect with other artists, find communities online, become a part of those, and really just taking this marketing piece, learning how to TikTok, and just taking this whole marketing thing to the next level. And really figuring, dialing in, like what that actually looks like, what that means. And maybe that's not something that needs to happen in LA, but I think there is a real magic of just knowing, getting to know people out there. So we shall see. So that's what I'm up to right now. I leave for Brazil this Sunday. I'm excited about it and I'm just going to spend a couple of days, typical Kia fashion, putting feet on the ground, feet on the pavement, walking around and just catching a vibe for different neighborhoods, different vibes, different barrios. And then trying to rent a place for a couple months and seeing how that does me, how that fits, how that feels. And then headed to Ireland with my folks because my, we're going to do a little bit of a family trip. My dad wants to, like, explore some of our family heritage in Ireland. And then after that, maybe a little L.A. action or maybe back to Brazil or Buenos Aires. That's another place I'd love to go, but it's all up in the air. I just feel like I'm feeling a little bit called to try L.A. just to see what's up and again does not be forever but i think i if i can apply the same kind of like ability to like figure it the fuck out that i have away from the states i feel like i could apply it to la and hopefully get some things going there that only takes one nothing like 30 trying to be a rapper r&b singer so it goes welcome to the life welcome to the journey that's how we do it one step at a time it's been great being a marine shout out to all my marine homies thank you for holding it down for your boy being supportive really special place been nice boxing again like with my trainer it's just it's a rad place man i feel I'm very blessed to partake in this type of life and excited to see what the next chapter holds 2022 it's gonna be an adventure thanks for sticking in there with all the weird background noise today uh the street is just always noisy so i tried to wait it out wasn't gonna happen so We had to pod, baby. My boy Dylan. Shout out Dylan. It's just you and me listening to this right now. (laughs) Uh, Shout out out Dylan one time. Catch you on the next one. Thanks again. Appreciate y'all. Peace.